Ocean Bites Out Loud is a podcast that brings the latest news in ocean science straight to you. Our goal is to summarize the most recent scientific articles for your listening pleasure, and to talk to up-and-coming ocean scientists who have new and interesting ideas to share with the world. We hope you enjoy and learn a little something along the way. Hello! For our listeners out there, can you please tell us your name? I'm Valeria Contreras. It's great to have you on the show. So, Valeria, what are you currently researching? Well, I am studying a master's degree in evaluation and study of marine and coastal ecosystems in Spain. And recently, I started a research internship uh, where I participated in a project about the blue crab Callinecte sapidus. And it's an invasive species here in the Mediterranean and it's causing quite a headache. These crabs are omnivores, so they can eat anything and they're affecting several traffic levels. And they even end up tearing fishing nets. And although the crab itself is also fish for consumption, um, the aim of this study is to develop management strategies on a national level. And my specific role in this has to do with the potential predators for that crab. So there are manipulative experiments with three main Mediterranean predators that co coexist with this crab. So there's the eel, the octopus, and the loggerhead sea turtle. And specifically, my work is about the eels as we investigate their predating potential in aquarium experiments with like different crab sizes. And these crabs have quite the temperament because even though they're really tiny, um, they always try to pinch you. <laughs> wow, that sounds really interesting. So for your research, you're basically keeping your own aquarium. Yeah, we have aquariums here, like an installation in my university. So I study there and I also go to that part of the university to check on the eels and take some measurements and data. Wow, that sounds really cool. So you said that people can actually eat these crabs. Is that is there a market for that that's coming up? Yeah, there's a market for that, but they're trying to compensate the fact that these crabs can reproduce very quickly by trying to fish them because you can also eat them. But apparently this is not enough to compensate for the effects the crab have on our ecosystems. So we're trying to find other managements we can do. Yeah. So that's where you come in, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm working and studying how predators can come in and help. So it's a, a like another way of doing it. Instead of fishing all the crabs, we can try to find a way of natural predators to eat them. Yeah. So it's kind of like a top-down sort of management strategy where you're looking at the predators in order to reduce the population of the crabs, which is really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I also find it very interesting and like an original way of looking at things. Have you found any fun facts that you want to share during your research? You said that the crabs like to pinch you a lot. Is there anything else kind of weird that they do in the aquarium? 
today, just a, a work a companion, he told me that he's also experimenting on these crabs and he saw like a competition between one of these crabs and one of our native crabs where they were trying to reach for the same source of food to see which one will actually get the food and how the competition between them works. And the invasive crab, the blue crab, is actually much bigger <laughs> than our native crab. But in spite of that, the native crab tried to get the food anyway and snapped it out from the invasive crab. So that was really interesting. Like, even though the invasive crab is doing a lot of damage, our tiny native crab is also trying to <laughs> get some food. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about your aquarium? So did you set it up yourself or did somebody else go and collect the organisms and then through the proper permitting, of course, set up the aquarium within your university? They set the aquarium in university. When I got here at this university, they had just brought in the eels. I I could get there and help and do this internship and started so basically it's a big tank and we have the eels there and then we with care of course we take one and we move it to a tinier aquarium where we we can see properly we can re record with the camera while the experiment is going on and we set a crab that we have weighted and we know the size of it to see if the eel is interested in eating it or not Wow. So it sounds like there's a lot of waiting going on, just watching this aquarium, which sounds calming, but could also be a little boring at times. Well, you can never know what happens. Sometimes you get there and there's something new you hadn't expected going on. And so you, you never know. And the eels are cute. So it's always a pleasure to see them. I think you might be the first person to say that. <laughs> So I'm always excited to see them. Well, I think you're definitely in the right place then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. So how did you get interested in this project? Did you, What did you research in the past? Well, I have worked on a couple of projects. My final project for my sea science grade was about the impacts a Mediterranean storm had on a coral that is from here, from our sea. It was a couple of years ago, it was the storm Gloria. And it was done thanks to some photographs and a program called PhotoQuad, which it allowed me to like calculate the coverage percentage of that coral in one transect and compare it between years. So I could see how like how much coral there was uh, before and after that storm. And I also collaborated in a project that studied a mollusk, which is a fishing objective. Um, the Donax trunculus, which is a wedge clam. I helped recompiling data in a laboratory. Well, to also learn more about the state of its population with the aim of reaching sustainable fishing. Wow, that is really cool. So all of these experiences sound like they led you to this project. Do you think it's a combination of the skills that you've learned over the time that you've been researching these other organisms? And has it fed into your 
kind of passion for ocean science? I think so. I've been trying to get into studies about invertebrates and it has obviously led that way. And I'm happy about that. I love learning more about invertebrates. So I don't know if it's been going that way and it's definitely fed into my love for sea science. That's awesome. So kind of along those same lines, what's been motivating you to do research over the years? During the years, I got more interested because there's always something to learn about it. I don't remember a specific time. I just try to go from project to project, finding new things to learn, even though maybe I already know or some new skill to also uh, perfect or, or learn. Yeah, and that's really important too. That's, you know, one of the things that drives a lot of people to do research is, you know, we want to keep learning. We, there's so much more to learn about the ocean and we need more people to be out there learning, exploring, figuring out the connections between things. So that's awesome. What does a normal day look like for you? There's, it seems like you have a lot of different things going on, taking care of your aquarium, research. Can you talk a little bit about that? I go to class every morning because I'm studying that uh, master's. And then in the afternoons, I usually go check on the eels every day to see how they're doing, if there's any changes, if they're feeding on the crabs or not. <laughs> and I gather data about them. We record them. So I, I also like start or end those recordings. Um, the rest of the day, I'm just studying or finishing assignments. <laughs> That sounds like you have a pretty a pretty full day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right now we're collecting data and we'll see what happens after that. That's exciting. So after you collect your data, are you going to analyze it and are you going to go back for more data later on? We have to discuss that because right now I'm working on the eels, but on other people in the project, uh, the investigators have also done some recordings for sea turtles. And so we have to see what we do with that. Maybe with that data, I will be able to maybe write my final thesis for the masters, but we'll see. That would be awesome if you could, right? <laughs> yes. Thinking about your research and when you started along this path, what is something that you wish you had known before starting? I think I would have liked doing more of these kind of internships and starting new experiences. I was very busy studying, obviously, but I think I was way too focused on that. And probably I should have done more volunteer work or, well, yes, internships, that kind of thing. I tried to do some. It's not like I didn't do it, but I think more will have been better. Yeah, that's really good advice, especially because those foundational skills are really important later on. And getting them down definitely helps with, you know, efficiency, streamlining and, and confidence in, in the lab for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Passing exams are, is very important, but experience, I think, is even more important than that. Definitely. So what are some of the obstacles that you face during research or just in academia in general? And how did you overcome those? Patience, 
when things don't turn out as you expected and you have to change the way that you are doing things or thinking how to solve the problem you're facing like maybe you had planned for your research to go in a certain way and then there's an obstacle and you have to go around that or find a new way I think it's important to learn some flexibility around that and it's something that I need working on because it's something we that goes with experience like a muscle you have to train that is really good advice. I think it's especially important, you know, when when you're working on something, like you said, and it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, it's really easy to get frustrated. But then having the patience to take the time to go back and fix it, I think that's an awesome skill. It definitely happens a lot in grad school. <laughs> I'm sure. <as laughs> yeah, you know. that's for sure. What's one thing that you might be excited about in the future with either your research or with life in your career? Well, I'd like to do some more some more research, but I'm also getting more interested in scientific divulgation and that kind of thing. So I'm very excited about that and learning more and learning other ways of doing science and sharing that with the world. That's really awesome. And I mean, you're already doing it with Ocean Bites. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Once you get out from grad school, do you think you'll continue with ocean science, hopefully? Or do you think that maybe you'll go into another field like communication, uh, even another science field? I hope to stay in the ocean science field in some way or another. I'm open to new experiences and new ways of working on it. But I love the ocean and I want to stay in contact with it no matter what. Yeah, I really appreciate you being here and talking to us about all of the things that you've been doing, and we wish you the best in your research journey. Thank you for having me. Ocean Bites Out Loud is supported by CFUV 101.9 FM at the University of Victoria and the Graduate School of Oceanography at the University of Rhode Island.